Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Big Brother, North Korea's Forgotten Prince is a new true crime podcast that dives deep into the life and mysterious assassination of the man once destined to be North Korea's next dictator. Join me, Eden Lee, as we investigate a twisting tale of espionage, palace gossip, and political backstabbing, and dive into the motives and suspects behind the most bizarre assassination plot of the 21st century. Listen to Big Brother on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming February 23rd. I'm Joe Piazza, host of the podcast Under the Influence. If you tuned into our last season, you know that the world of mom influencers on Instagram contains multitudes. Yes, there are pretty pictures and gorgeous kids. And yes, there's lots of money behind a lot of those pictures. But there is also something much more dark and complicated going on in the background. And that speaks to everything that is wrong with how we treat women in the world. On season two of Under the Influence, we're advocating for the women who make content and the women who consume it. We're going into some of the darkest corners of the social media universe, and we might just have a plan to shut it all the hell down. Listen to season two of Under the Influence with Joe Piazza on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us your attention, we need everything you got fast Waiting on reparations, we be the illest podcast Tune in every Thursday, politics and wordplay We fight for the people cause they got us in the worst way From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye From the left enclave to what the neocons say Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation And, and break us off with some bread cause we waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
My name is Angela Kinsey, and I played Angela Martin. Hello, my dear friends and listeners. It's good to have you back. And TGIF, as they say. That's right, folks. I am coming to you with a very special bonus episode of The Office Deep Dive. I am your host, Brian Baumgartner. Today, Friday, I am so happy to bring you the second half of my conversation with Angela Kinsey. Now, if you haven't listened to the first part, go back and check that out. It is delightful. But I wanted to save this part until now for two reasons. The first is that today is Angela's birthday, or as Dwight would say, it is your birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Angela. Uh, this is my this is my homage to you on your very special day. And the second reason is that today, Angela and I are really getting into the camera's role on the show and her relationship to it as an actor. So I wanted to save this part for our camera as character mini deep dive. Uh, we also talk about Angela's love life, <laughs> the character, Angela, uh, and the time I almost literally broke her on set <laughs> and lots of other fond memories. So pull up a chair or strap on your seatbelt tighter, however you're listening to this, or run on your Peloton faster. Enjoy Angela Kenzie. Bubble and squeak. In terms of the, of the shooting of the show, the thing that I'm the most um, proud of is the artistic integrity that came with having the camera be a character. Mm -hmm. Do you have any specific moments that you remember about uh, interacting with the camera or, or having uh, the camera as a character? Well, I have years of a clandestine relationship, you know, so that was always something we had to consider when Dwight and I had scenes is like, are we camera aware? Do we know that the camera's picking this up? Our secret rendezvous? And our characters look around for the camera. And there's times when we see that we've been caught and then we react to being caught. So the, the camera truly was a character. That crew member was there and we were trying to hide from that crew member and not be exposed. So that that was always a really fun, um, fun thing to play off of. And then I loved at the end that we then get to see the footage and we all crowd around Oscar's desk and the revelations that come from that. Um, so I, I love that that got to pay off. Right. And so when Angela and Dwight were going off on their trysts, you were always camera aware. You were always aware of where the camera was. Did you ever forget? Oh, we did. I mean, we would get caught in the throes of passion and forget. But there was always a moment where we looked around before we spoke or did something there was always some moment where we were checking in, like, in the warehouse. Did we get away? Kind of look around. And sometimes we never saw the camera. They truly were hidden. 
and a spy shot. And then there were times where one of us would find it, usually me, and then I would walk off in a huff. That's such an interesting – there's something so interesting to me about the camera being a character and thinking about Dwight and Angela that that they were really trying to figure you guys out. Yeah. Like if you think about it like reality TV, there was some segment producer that's like, get on that. <laughs> They're meeting in the warehouse. Find them. <laughs> right. We want that. <laughs> <laughs> what – um. How, how did your relationship, how did it change Angela? Well, I think for me, it just opened her up because, you know, there's a lot of people that I guess in the beginning could sort of see her as one note, like, oh, she's just the office bitch. Well, guess what? The office bitch can be a bitch in love. <laughs> like, there's, there's, a, there's, you know, sneaky bitch. There's superstitious bitch. There's uppity bitch. There's madly in love bitch. Like, there's layers to her grumpiness. And, um... She just is someone, I think, who's very fear-based. And I think her falling in love with Dwight and having to step out of her comfort zone and trust someone and let someone in, it made her just more three-dimensional to me. Right. When Angela and Dwight started together, were you aware of what it was going to turn into? No. No, absolutely not. And I mean, I've talked about this quite a bit, that we would find out things at the table read. <laughs> so we're at the table read. And it's the episode where Jim has a barbecue, and all of a sudden there's two Birkenstocks rubbing back and forth in the dollhouse outside. Rain and I were like, what? And um, Greg had told me that in the writer's room, um, they like to try to pitch like different people, different characters within the show that might bring out an interesting other side to the other person. And so they would like sort of brainstorm names on, you know, postcards, and and they love the idea of Dwight and Angela and that that kind of couple seeking power, you know, um, and it, it, they make sense. Right. It was ridiculous. I mean, having a, you know, a contract mm -hmm. to have a baby mm -hmm. and the, your rules and his rules and your needs and his requirements juxtaposed with Pam and Jim and their sort of sweet. Normal. No, well, <laughs> somewhat normal. Somewhat normal courtship. Or unrequited. Yeah. Um, I thought brought great comedy, but also it's a testament to you and your work and Rain that people bought into it and and believed it as ridiculous as it was. Well, I think in their own way, their, their story isn't much different than Jim and Pam. It's two people that love each other and are both a little too scared to let the other person know how much they love each other and find ways to throw up all these roadblocks, roadblocks, until they finally just step out into that scary place and say, all right. I'm in it to win it. This is me. You got me, right? And but they have their, you know, Jim and Pam. Maybe, maybe hers is flirting with him a little bit, and then he picks her up, and her shirt comes up, and you can see her belly, and she gets embarrassed, and then she doesn't talk to him the rest of the day. Maybe that's what's happening there. For us, it's like, well, I, you know, I will. Here is my like card that we hole punched whenever we had sex. <laughs> like, what was it called? Like a Fre frequent, uh, like it was a intercourse, like punch card. Punch card. I mean, we had our own weird things of just stalling what was ultimately what we both wanted. And how much uh, communication did you have with the writers about that story? It really was the writers. It was. They would come up with these ideas and, um, I really didn't go to them very many times in the course of the show with anything that bumped me. Now, I would have pitches for them. You know, Jenna and I pitched to Greg one day on set about these ridiculous 
kind of workshops we'd have to do. We both worked in corporate America, and there were these things like a women in the workplace kind of seminar, and we were telling him about it. And he was like, hold up, hold up, BJ, come here, write this down. And he made BJ get a notepad. And that one little nugget, of course, BJ took it and ran with it, became, I think the episode's called Boys and Girls. Is that what it's called? Oh, now I'm looking. Yes, Boys and Girls is the 15th episode of the second season. So that was Jenna and I pitching that, you know, our women in the workplace stuff. Interesting. Um, so Dwight and Angela are together. Mm-hmm. What was it like bringing Andy, played by Ed Helms, into that? Well, Did that just seem doomed from the start? Yes. I mean, you know, it was revenge dating. I always felt bad for Andy. I felt bad for Andy from day one. Andy so desperately just wanted someone. He would take anyone, <laughs> you know? And I just, uh, I, I just always felt really badly for him. Yeah. And again, it was that thing like Jim and Pam where they had to have these foils, you know, to sort of keep them apart. You know, Dwight and I, I mean, Dwight did put my cat in the freezer, which was really sucky. And then she dates Andy and then he dates. And then, you know, so we had all of these sort of foil relationships. Right. But Ed Helms as a person was so fun. He was so fun to work with. That was nice to throw that in there at the end. <laughs> you were like, I well, felt really bad. Well, I felt my, my character, I felt bad for Andy, but it was really, you were saying, how was that having Ed around? Ed is delightful. And his trailer was next to mine. He'd play the banjo and I'd go over and hang out. And he was so fun. There's a behind the scenes story for you folks. <laughs> Ed playing the banjo. Um, So our, obviously our, Things were happening in our... From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
personal lives and we were well you got pregnant yeah during the writer's strike right yeah and you came back and you were really pregnant how was that well, to it deal was, with it was set? it was a little tricky because i was very early pregnant right as the strike started right as we all went on this kind of odd hiatus mid season but my you couldn't tell in my body i didn't really start showing for a bit and then we came back uh was it 3 months later was it 100 and something days yeah yeah and then all of a sudden i was completely showing i was having a baby and so i remember us sitting around being like okay how do we hide this how do we hide it because it it wouldn't have made sense for my character to all of a sudden be pregnant it maybe would have been different had the series had its full run that year um so we had to hide it there was no other way and i had the one of the most hilarious conversations with paul feig who was directing an episode where phyllis walks in on um Dwight and Angela making out in the office. And I was, oh, seven and a half months pregnant. And they were trying to have Rain hide my belly with his body as we're like making out. And and we're supposed to be in like stages of mid-undress, you know, like Rain has his shirt off. So they were like, at first they were like, well, what if Angela got on her fours or I stood here? Or what if we put her here? And it was like, where do you put the giant pregnant belly? <laughs> What do we do that doesn't also look really inappropriate instead of mildly inappropriate? <laughs> I did not know that story. Yeah. Wow. It's a hard time for hiring. So you need a hiring partner built for hard times. That's indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash Office Deep Dive. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From Cavalry Audio, the studio that brought you The Devil Within and The Shadow Girls, comes a new true crime podcast, The Pink Moon Murders. The local sheriff believes there may be more than one killer. It's been four days since those bodies were found, and there's no arrest as of this morning. They were afraid, especially out in that area. What if they come back or whatever? It scared me to death. Like, it scared me. It, I was very, very intimidated to live here. Crazy to think you go to sleep one night, maybe snuggling with your loved one, and never wake up. 
or maybe you wake up in a struggle for your life, which you lose. Join host David Ratterman as he explores one fateful night when evil descended upon small-town Ohio. Killed eight members of an Ohio family in a pre-planned execution. A family was targeted, most of them targeted while they were sleeping. The Pink Moon Murders is available on February 22nd, and you can follow The Pink Moon Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Paris Hilton. Last year, I revealed the story of my abuse at Provo Canyon School. Since then, thousands of survivors have come forward. Now, I'm on a mission to expose the truth of the entire industry. In this weekly investigative podcast, me and my host, Rebecca Mellinger and Caroline Cole, will examine one infamous teen treatment facility each season. First up, Provo Canyon School. This one is personal. When you first get there, you have to experience girls screaming, locked up, peeing themselves, in the hallway sleeping. And you're like, where am I? Holy heck, this is not what I expected. Listen to Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So the show also sort of rode this wave of technology, mm-hmm. social media. Talk to me about your, you were on MySpace. Well, Jenna got on MySpace, then got a few of us on it. And we did these MySpace blogs. We were just convinced probably for two and a half years that we were going to get canceled. So anyway, we could try to connect and get the, get the word out about the show. So we would do these behind the scenes blogs and stuff. I actually printed out all of them. I have all of mine. <laughs> and you do. I do. And um it is really funny. You you really see just your journey even as just a young person. Wow. Yeah. And some of it is like embarrassing like the stuff that I'm like, "Oh my god, here was the thing. <laughs> we had a chocolate fountain." <laughs> You're like, "Okay, lady, relax." <laughs> <laughs> well, you were involved with that. The show, you know, what we talked about before iTunes mm-hmm. becoming big. And then we were the first show that did original content for the internet. NBC.com. We did webisodes. Of course, no one knew what the hell a webisode was. We didn't either. They were going to be little vignettes that would live on the internet. And we won an Emmy for one. The accountants. The accountants. And a cameo by Rain as Dwight. Cameo by Rain. But he didn't win an Emmy. No. He didn't. No. He didn't. No. I know. Neither did Jenna. I know. Jenna, so when Do you let her touch yours? (laughs) Jenna, you can touch mine. Uh, that's what she said. Um, so this is something that, you know, I don't know that everybody knows, but when the show won an Emmy for Best Comedy Ensemble, you would think as the comedy ensemble, we would all get an Emmy. But we were not producer credit and only the producers get an emmy and i think that is a bunch of bs so um television academy (laughs) i think everyone should get an emmy that's what i think but then as the webisode series we were nominated brian and oscar and i for a daytime emmy and we got it so jenna does not have an emmy because the year we won she was not a producer 
Years later, some folks got producer credit, but we did not win again. So, <laughs> Right. I told Jenna our idea that there should be the accountant spinoff. <laughs> and she was like, yes, why isn't that happening? So Bonnie Hammer at NBC.com, if you'd like to see the accountant spinoff, you know, <laughs> if we're if we're available, we'll make it happen. <laughs> what what do you remember some of your favorite moments? I just wanted to see what the booth's reaction the to that was. <laughs> yeah. Um my, some of my favorite moments from the yeah. corner, Brian, every week, every week there was a favorite moment. Every week. One of my favorite things that Oscar would do is whenever I had lines that I had to say really seriously, because Angela was always very serious, in the background. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. He would be pretending to add on his adding machine, but he'd only use his knuckles like a caveman, like clanky, clanky, <laughs> clank. But he did that to try to mess with me. And then you and I, there were times that there was a scene happening. I could not make eye contact with you because if I did, we'd both go. Yeah. I love in the healthcare episode that you full on see us break. And you do this thing, Brian, that when someone breaks, it's it's like to deflect from you. You call him out. And so... So Rain comes out and says hot dog fingers, and I start laughing. I double, I kind of double over and start laughing. I fully break character, and you laugh, but you point at me like she did it, <laughs> and it's in the episode. They left it in. <laughs> so every week was great. Yeah. What do you think made our little group of the accountants in the corner so special? I think the dynamic. I mean, I just always felt like Oscar and I were your parents, and you were our idiot son who still lived at home. I mean, I just, the three of us were just so in sync from the very beginning. Yeah. I, I view it, the three of us there as sort of this perfect comedy triangle, mm -hmm. right? You've got 
the stern one mm-hmm. who's got to be in control. You've got the slower one who <laughs> kind of likes to get under the skin of the one who likes to be in control. Yeah. And then you have the put upon one, Oscar, and you have this. But he has to also be the referee. Totally. He's the referee in between you and I, but also then the alliances keep shifting. It's Kevin and Oscar against Angela whenever they want to play. It's Angela and Oscar against Kevin whenever they actually have to get things done. (laughs) You know? Is it ever Angela and Kevin? No, I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, actually, one of my favorite pictures that I have is a picture. It's a selfie that we took in a car when we were filming the episode at your house with the creepy portrait of Angela. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with the senator. With Robert. Yes, because he's mean to you. Oh, that's right. And oh, and you Kevin, come up, you stand up for me. And Kevin stands up Aww. for you. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, you know what? It's Kevin and Angela versus Oscar when Angela finds out Oscar is <laughs> sleeping with her husband. Yes, but right? Kevin knew. But Kevin knew. Kevin knew. Kevin knew. And but he was more just happy that he kept the secret. Yeah, he was so proud of himself. Well, one of my favorite running bits that we had, and I know you know this, was that we would say, first of all, whenever we had the smallest scene, you would think it was going to, like, we were going to get an Oscar or something. Like, th- that's how serious we took it. And there were times I would turn to you guys and I'd be like, guys, it's not our show. It's not our show. Today is not about us. <laughs> It's not our show. But one of my favorite things is Oscar said, well, maybe we'll have a spinoff on Telemundo and it will be Oscar and Hela e (laughs) Kevin. That, oh gosh. I think that no one thought that we were funnier than we did. You mean over in accounting? Yeah. Well, just all of us over there, I just referred to, um, I would injure you a lot. Okay. I, I have to say one thing about that. Creed just came on Jenna and I's podcast. Okay. Office ladies. And um, we were talking about Halloween. And then he referenced another another episode. And he goes, and that's when Brian like uh, like body checked you, Angela, and you went flying. He was like, oh, he was always doing that. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Creed thought it was funny, though. That's good. I don't I know. Just, it cracked me up. I always just had the idea that Kevin was not aware of the size of his body. Yeah. And so it, he wouldn't think that he would, you know, potentially injure a smaller person walking by. Or anyone. Because it he was would make me laugh so hard just nudging you and having you go flying one time into the. I think I hurt you that one time. Into, into the, the bushes? Into the bushes. When, when there was an actual physical imprint of my body in the bushes yeah. when I got peeled out. That was, that wasn't a good moment. My, my, and then there was one time you, you checked me into the blinds in the conference room that I didn't think John was going to be able to recover from. But my personal favorite was one of the first times it happened. It was purely by accident. And you had to walk around behind me. They gave you the action at the top of the scene in accounting. You were to walk behind me to the file cabinets behind me. And I'm standing at my desk. And I had a line where I had to say, Oscar, did you do the payroll? And when Brian walked by, by accident, you bumped into me. And I... <laughs> you you bumped into me and I went flying and I said, Oscar, but I was mid-sentence. So I said, Oscar, did you do the pay? And I did as you hit me. I went up on payroll like, pay, like that. And you could not 
You oh, could I... not get back from that. You started no. laughing so hard. Oh, God. And that was the beginning of that. That was the beginning. No, that was the beginning. Yes. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey, everybody. Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO, and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played Chuck Bass. I just can't believe that I did that with my life. Jay, we had like the most amazing time. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anybody who is deemed to have power, who thinks differently, is a threat and needs to be eliminated. Big Brother, North Korea's Forgotten Prince, is a new true crime podcast that investigates the life and mysterious assassination of the man once destined to be North Korea's next dictator, Kim Jong-nam. Join us as we interview top experts and investigate the rise and fall of the Hermit Kingdom's one-time heir. From his early promise... He should have been the successor. ...to the deadly palace intrigue... There's a lot of cloak and dagger, you know, James Bond kind of stuff about Kim Jong-nam. ...to the power struggles that ultimately spelled his doom. In North Korea, it's business. It's not personal. When somebody challenges you, that challenger must be eliminated. Listen to Big Brother on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming February 23rd. The art world, it is essentially a money laundering business. The best fakes are still hanging on people's walls. You know, they don't even know or suspect that they're fakes. I'm Alec Baldwin, and this is a podcast about deception, greed, and forgery in the art world. You knew the painting was fake. Um... Listen to Art Fraud on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, who was your favorite guest star we ever had? Oh, gosh. We had so many good ones. I mean, I have favorites for different reasons. Do you know what I mean? Like Idris Elba, he was just like so cool. I was like, maybe if I hang out with him, I'll be cool. <laughs> uh, and then um, I loved – oh, wait. Are you good, bud? You look, you threw yeah, – yeah. Ryan laughed and threw his head back and his, head back and his and headphones my, came flying off. Yeah, my off. head fans went flying off. That was funny. All right. Um, did you say head fans? Head fans. That's, that's what I call <laughs> Welcome them. to the podcast Shut world. It. Shut it. That's Brian's favorite thing, by the way. When I would give him a hard time, he'd go, shut it. Um, okay, so I loved Idris because he just was cool. I mean, I talked to Kathy Bates about RVs and traveling around America in an RV, and I'm like, you are really cool. Um, James Spader, though, one of my all-time favorites because like Creed, he just would say things and you'd be like, wait, is that real? Is that a real thing? He's lived a life. He has lived a life. Yeah. And and I'll never forget we had hair and makeup side by side. 
Like we'd get touch-ups at lunch side by side. So I'd be sitting in a chair next to him. And I was talking to Kenneth Paul, who did my makeup, about the fact that my daughter liked to sleep in bed with me and that I felt bad. And, you know, I knew she was getting older. She was like four years old. And I I knew I shouldn't let her crawl into bed and sleep with me in the night, but she's so snuggly. And and I just thought I was talking to Kenneth Paul because when James Spader would come in to get his makeup done, it looked like he went into a trance, like asleep, like some meditative trance. <laughs> he looked asleep. And he sat up because at this time in my life, I was a single mom. He sat up and he looked at me and he goes, Angela, get that baby out of your bed if you ever want a man in there. <laughs> I was like, what? 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 You're alive and you're talking. And I was like, all right, James, <laughs> I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? So James James being there now, What? Um, when did you find out Steve was leaving? And how did you feel? Did you feel the show could keep going? I mean – I can't remember the exact moment. I kind of feel like I was with everybody somewhere. Right. Maybe they announced it at a table read. I know there were some people who were privy before some of the rest of us, but I kind of feel like Steve talked to us on set one day and gave us the heads up before the announcement because he's just a class act like that. And I just remember thinking, well, God, I, I felt like we had such a deep bench, you know? Ryan, that's a basketball term. I don't know if you know basketball. Yeah, I got it. Well, in a basketball game, you have your starters, but you want a really solid second string, right? right. So you want a deep bench, they call it, because in basketball, you all sit on a bench. Got it. Now, I felt like you're welcome, Brian. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that to me. Brian, who should, by the way, have a spinoff where he just has famous athletes come in here and talk to him because the guy knows everybody. I'll never, this is like me getting off topic, but we were at like a, fancy kind of restaurant bar place and brian was like my friend's gonna meet us here aaron i was like okay great i meet aaron i'm like aaron what do you do how are things he's like good i'm i play football i was like oh that's fun like uh what team are you playing on he was like i play for green bay and i was like oh that is so cool well good for you (laughs) (laughs) and then i tell my boyfriend i'm like so i met this guy aaron he's a quarterback for like i don't know something with a bay like a seattle Maybe. And he's like, what? Did you meet Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> anyway, I digress. Brian needs to have also famous athlete show. So make that happen. But yeah, I just remember thinking we had a deep bench and I thought that I was really hopeful that we could continue. I, I was scared and I was sad. I was sad and I was scared because I felt like Steve was such our anchor, but I never doubted what the rest of us could do. And I was also excited. It was kind of a complex range of emotions because I was excited to see how it would blow out the world and what other sort of cool things might come from it and the ways we might see other characters take on new responsibility. Absolutely. I feel like it was more emotional for me when he left than when the end of the show happened. Oh, I don't know why. Well, he was like our, you know, sort of the father figure of our show. And it was really hard to imagine walking on set without him. I actually went back and I found an email that I wrote him um, a few days into our first episode back without him. And I was like, dear Steve, like in the email, I'm like, it was really weird to walk on set today and not see you. I miss our talks about our weekend because he would walk over and talk to us about his weekend to Jenna and I about what he got at Target, you know? And I was like, I just really miss you. And I sent him a picture and and we email like that from time to time. Um, but yeah, I, I just remember really missing 
him, his presence. He's also just brilliant. He's brilliant. We all got the best ever comedy, like on-site training from just being in scenes with him and watching him. Because not only can he just make a character just be hilarious, but then in a second he can flip it and rip your heart out. Mm-hmm. For the finale, our finale, the finale of the show, how were you leading into that, the end? I was emotional. I was emotional. I I had um, heard that Greg really wanted Steve to make a cameo in the finale. And Steve was like, well, I just feel like my character is wrapped up. Like, why would Michael come back? And Greg was like, is there a scenario where Michael would come back to Dunder Mifflin? And Steve said, well, if Dwight and Angela got married, Michael would come to their wedding. But they, Greg really, really, really didn't want the press to find out. And things have a way of leaking. There's a lot of people that come, and come like back and forth on a set, and he really wanted it locked up. Just for the fans, he wanted that surprise. Yeah. We've talked about this before, um, but what do you think about the idea of a reunion show? Well, obviously, you don't ever want to mess with what is such a beautiful thing, right? Those seasons are beautiful, and they mean a lot to people. And you you would never want to open them back up and not do them justice. Um, but when I think of like a reunion movie, or like one one moment, one glimpse to see where these people are, I think part of the reason why I love the idea is because I miss these characters. Not only do I miss my friends and to be in one room with all of them, like the the brunch that Greg hosted at his house and a bunch of us were able to attend. Phyllis walked in the door, and when I saw her, I burst into tears. I hadn't been in the same room with Phyllis in a long time just because of life. We stay in touch, you know, but it's different getting to all sit around a table together. And so I kind of get emotional when I think about it because, you know, life is short. And I just think I'd love to know where these characters are. And I'd love to sit around a table with those people I love again. Why do you think the show has become more popular now? Than it was when it aired. What is it? What is it that that attracts people to it? Well, Brian, we get asked this a lot, right? I mean, mm. we both sort of have our things, our theories on it. But um, you know, undeniably, it's the way that we consume media. The fact that it can just be on anytime you want. You don't have to wait for Thursday night at eight o'clock. It's always there. It's always available. But I also think on the other layer is it is comfort. It is comfort. You turn it on and you know where everyone's going to be. You know where Pam is at reception. You know accounting. Those people become like your extended family. And you're just sort of checking in with them. And I have people tell me all the time, as I know you do as well, that say that they put it on at the end of a long day or a bad day or maybe something they're anxious about. They put it on and it's just comfort. Yeah. What are you the most proud of? I guess it's legacy. I'm so proud of the show, and I'm, I'm so proud that it keeps finding an audience because we all thought it had the staying power, but to see that affirmed in millions of people that still watch it, I'm really proud of that. We made something that will last. Right. It's crazy to me the attachment that 11, 12-year-old, 13-year-old you know, high school kids have to that show now. What is it? Is it the characters? The relationships. The it's relationship. also funny. 
it's also really, really freaking funny. Like I was watching it and like, I'm like, it's funny. And there's stuff out there that ain't so funny. And it's funny. Right. I mean, you know, my daughter is 11 and she'd never seen the show. She grew up on the set. She was born season five. She was there every day. I mean, you know, I had a little kind of baby nursery trailer next right there. But, um, you know, it's interesting. She came back to school this year. She's in fifth grade. And she said, Mom, everyone in my class watched The Office over the summer. Everyone. I see a kid with a Dunder Mifflin shirt. These are kids I've known since kindergarten. And now they're like seeing me and they're like, hey. I'm like, what are you talking about? You've been over my house so many times. I make you snacks. But she was like, can I watch it now? I was like, okay. All right, fine. I think there's some content that might not be appropriate, but we'll muscle through it together. But um, And she's into it. And my, my stepsons are into it. They're 11 and 9. They love it. My son, Jack, who's 11, loves it so much that he's now, he's watching it, and now he listens to the podcast. He'll listen to this one, too. So, like, he's he loves it. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And they I feel like they kind of see me in a different way now, like my own kids. They're like, oh, wow, you did that? I'm like, yes. What do you guys think I do when I leave here? You did something? <laughs> yeah, Mom. <laughs> you did something other than, like, get me some goldfish and some pretzels? Wow. <laughs> um. All right, so you're doing a podcast now, Office Ladies. Tell me about it. Um, yes, Brian, I am doing a podcast called Office Ladies. It is with my BFF, Jenna Fisher. You know, she and I became best friends on set, and I talk, we talk every single day, and we have for years. I mean, Rain used to say, he would turn to us and say, what more could you have to say to each other? But she's just my best friend. I feel like I don't even know how to like really relate to life until I bounce it off of her. And um, my husband is not a big talker. So he's like, I'm like, oh, I probably should, you know, talk to Jen about it. He's like, yes, do, please. Because he thinks I- Literally? Yeah. He's like, filter it through. And then he goes, I get the condensed version where you're like more rational and you bounced it through your BFF filter. Um, But- Jenna and I were trying to like think about, well, what could we do together? And one of the big things for us is that we wanted to work in L.A. Well, it's really hard to get an acting job in Los Angeles these days, folks. Most of them are filmed in Vancouver or Atlanta. And we didn't want to be away from our families. And I love being the architect of my own time. And I've never really been able to do that. And and we get to hang out and talk about one of our the favorite chapter of our life. So it's just a rewatch. And it's it's our love for the show. It's just it's just a little bit of everything. Awesome. Um, all right. Can you do one last thing for me? Just so we can identify you um, for people listening. Can you say your name and your role on The Office? My name is Angela Kinsey, and I played Angela Martin. Should I say Angela Martin Schrute? <laughs> I don't think so. Do you know why? Can I tell you? I, I always say Angela Martin, and I've had people write in that say, why don't you say Angela Martin Schrute? So I was like, uh, okay, fine. So then one time well, I- Wouldn't you just be Angela Schrute? Yeah. So then one time I wrote and I said, okay, fine. I guess I'm Angela Schrute. And then I had someone write to me and say, thanks for ruining the series. I'm like, buddy, what is the statute here? <laughs> Six years is I mean, not a spoiler I mean, alert. Boy, yeah, at what point? So now I just say Angela Martin. Dude, thank you. You're welcome. Did I do okay? You are so great.
I told you she was great. I mean, I told her that she was great. Now I'm telling you. So both you and her know that she is great. All right, that's it. Huge thanks to Angela for sitting down with me. Uh, Huge thanks to you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. If you didn't, let's blame Angela. All right, just write to her about it. Complain away. I will not take any blame for Angela. It's a policy I have. It's strictly enforced. So blame her. Have a great week, everybody. I will see you next time for even more Office Deep Dive. The Office Deep Dive is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our senior producer is Tessa Kramer. Our associate producer is Emily Carr. And our assistant editor is Diego Tapia. My main man in the booth is Alec Moore. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Cree Bratton. And the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. Maybe there were a few more who were in. I think just I think, Roy and you and 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 Leslie David Baker. You know, <laughs> not Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, but it's weird to say you and then, right, you know, right, 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 because you are not Kevin. Right. Whereas it's funny, you're exactly like your character in the show. <laughs> so that's a thing that Brian loves to do. That you guys, he <laughs> loves that bit. <laughs> the Black Effect presents. I didn't know. Maybe you didn't either, but the history of black people ain't rooted in slavery. Oh no, it's royalty, not despair. Be dot here, and every day in February, I will give you a black history fact that I didn't know, and maybe you didn't either. It's a rugged, ratchet, realistic look at history. Listen to I Didn't Know, Maybe You Didn't Either on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or just wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm so excited to be back with a third season of You and Me Both. When I started this podcast, we were going through some tough times, and let's face it, we still are. And here's what I know. We cannot get through this alone. So please join me for more conversations with people who will make you think, make you laugh, and help us find a path forward. This season, I'll be talking about the state of our democracy with experts and with people organizing on the ground. We'll draw inspiration from some amazing people like Olympic star Allison Felix and Grammy Award winner Brandi Carlisle. And we'll get into the hard stuff with writer Cheryl Strayed and my dear friend and colleague Huma Abedin. So join us, listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, my name is Cassidy Zachary. And I am April Callahan. And we are fashion historians. Yep. And co-hosts and the creators of the podcast Dressed, the History of Fashion, which is dedicated to investigating the significance of dress from throughout history and around the world. And we are so excited to bring you a brand new season celebrating groundbreaking fashion figures and exploring the history of everything from corsets to blue jeans. Dress, the History of Fashion is available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your favorite shows. 
New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.